Please be generous and kind to donate to my podcast through the podcast episode's description. Thank you. God bless you, English teacher. Hello there. How are you doing today? Basic English student. Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. English teacher, great to hear. Today we're going to talk about freelancers. Do you know what a freelancer is? Basic English student. Um, not really. Can you explain it to me? English teacher. Sure, a freelancer is someone who works for themselves and takes on projects from clients on a project by project basis rather than being employed by a company on a salary or hourly basis. Basic English student. Oh, okay. So they don't have a boss? English teacher. Well, they do have clients who they work for, but they don't have a single employer who they work for full time. They are independent contractors, essentially. Basic English student. I see. So, what kind of work do freelancers do? English teacher. That depends on their skills and interests. Freelancers can do all sorts of work, from writing and graphic design to programming and consulting. Basic English student. Wow, that's pretty cool. So, how do freelancers find work? English teacher. There are many ways that freelancers can find work. Some common methods include networking, using online job platforms, and cold emailing potential clients. Basic English student. Okay, got it. Are there any downsides to being a freelancer? English teacher. Well, one downside is that freelancers don't have a steady stream of income like employees do. They have to actively seek out work, and there may be times when they don't have any projects to work on. Additionally, freelancers have to handle their own taxes and other administrative tasks. Basic English student. That sounds like it could be challenging. Are there any benefits to being a freelancer? English teacher, absolutely. Freelancers have a lot of flexibility in terms of when and where they work. They can also choose the projects they work on and set their own rates. Basic English student, that does sound pretty good. Do you think being a freelancer is a good career choice? English teacher, it can be a great career choice for some people, but it's not for everyone. It takes a lot of self-discipline and motivation to be a successful freelancer. Basic English student, I see. Thanks for explaining all of this to me. It's really interesting. English teacher, you're welcome. Do you have any other questions? Basic English student, no, I think I understand freelancing pretty well now. Thanks again. English teacher, hello there. How are you doing today? Basic English student. Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. English teacher, great to hear. Today we're going to talk about contractors. Do you know what a contractor is? Basic English student. Um, not really. Can you explain it to me? English teacher, sure. A contractor is a person or a company that is hired to do a specific job or project for another person or company. Basic English student. Oh, okay. So they are like freelancers. English teacher, yes, in a way, contractors are similar to freelancers. However, contractors typically work on larger projects and may have a team of people working with them. Basic English student, I see. So, how are contractors different from employees? English teacher, contractors are not employees of the company that hires them. They are usually hired for a specific project or a set period of time, and they are responsible for their own taxes and benefits. Basic English student. Okay, got it. Are there different types of contractors? English teacher. Yes, 
There are different types of contractors. Some contractors work in construction, while others work in technology, healthcare, or other industries. Some contractors are also known as consultants, and they provide expertise and advice to their clients. Basic English student, that makes sense. So how do companies find contractors? English teacher, companies can find contractors through a variety of methods, including referrals from other companies or colleagues, online job platforms, and recruitment agencies. Basic English student, okay, got it. Are there any downsides to being a contractor? English teacher, well, one downside is that contractors don't have job security like employees do. They are usually hired for a specific project or a set period of time and they may have to look for new projects or clients once the current one is completed. Basic English student, I see. So what are some benefits of being a contractor? English teacher, contractors have a lot of flexibility in terms of their schedule and their workload. They also have the opportunity to work on a variety of projects and gain new experiences. Basic English student, that sounds pretty good. Do you think being a contractor is a good career choice? English teacher, it can be a great career choice for some people, but it's not for everyone. It takes a lot of self-discipline and motivation to be a successful contractor. Basic English student, I see. Thanks for explaining all of this to me. It's really interesting. English teacher, you're welcome. Do you have any other questions? Basic English student, no, I think I understand contracting pretty well now. Thanks again. English teacher, hello there. How are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. English teacher, great to hear. Today we're going to talk about plumbers. Do you know what a plumber is? Basic English student, yes, I think I know what a plumber is. They work with pipes and fix things like toilets and sinks, right? English teacher, that's correct. Plumbers are tradespeople who specialize in installing and repairing plumbing systems and fixtures, such as pipes, valves, faucets, and toilets. Basic English student, okay, got it. So what kind of work do plumbers do? English teacher, plumbers do a variety of work, including installing new plumbing systems in buildings, fixing leaks and clogs in pipes, and repairing or replacing damaged fixtures like toilets, sinks, and shower heads. Basic English student, that sounds like a lot of work. Are there different types of plumbers? English teacher, yes, there are different types of plumbers. Some plumbers specialize in residential plumbing, while others work in commercial or industrial settings. Some plumbers also specialize in specific areas, such as heating and cooling systems or water treatment. Basic English student, I see. So how do people become plumbers? English teacher, to become a plumber, a person typically needs to complete an apprenticeship or a training program, which combines classroom instruction with on-the-job training. Once they complete their training, they can become licensed plumbers. Basic English student, okay, got it. Are there any downsides to being a plumber? English teacher, well, one downside is that the work can be physically demanding and sometimes dirty. Plumbers also have to work in all kinds of weather and may have to work on nights and weekends. Basic English student, that sounds tough. So what are some benefits of being a plumber? English teacher, plumbers typically earn a good salary, and there is a high demand for their services. They also have the satisfaction of knowing that they are helping people by fixing their plumbing problems. 
basic English student, that's true. Do you think being a plumber is a good career choice? English teacher, it can be a great career choice for some people who are interested in working with their hands and solving problems. However, it's important to be physically fit and willing to work hard. Basic English student, I see. Thanks for explaining all of this to me. It's really interesting. English teacher, you're welcome. Do you have any other questions? Basic English student, no, I think I understand plumbing pretty well now. Thanks again. English teacher, good morning. How can I help you today? Basic English student, good morning, mom. I want to learn about computer science, but I don't know where to start. English teacher, sure, we can start with the basics. Do you know what computer science is? Basic English student, no, I don't. English teacher, computer science is the study of computers and computational systems. It involves developing software and hardware to solve problems and create new technologies. Basic English student, that sounds complicated. English teacher, it can be, but we'll start with the basics. Do you know what a computer is? Basic English student, yes, it's a machine that we use to do different things like browsing the internet, watching videos, and playing games. English teacher, that's correct. A computer is a device that can be programmed to perform different tasks. It has two main components, hardware and software. Basic English student, what's hardware and software? English teacher, hardware is the physical components of a computer, like the keyboard, mouse, monitor, and central processing unit, CPU. Software is the programs and data that are stored on the computer's hard drive, like Microsoft Word, Photoshop, or web browsers. Basic English student, so how do we make software? English teacher, software is created by programmers who use programming languages to write code. There are many programming languages like Java, Python, and C++. Basic English student, can I learn programming languages even if I'm not good at math? English teacher, yes, you can. While programming involves some math, you don't need to be a math genius to be a good programmer. It's more about logical thinking and problem-solving skills. Basic English student, that sounds interesting. Can you recommend any resources for me to learn more about computer science? English teacher, sure, there are many online courses and resources you can use to learn computer science. Some popular ones include Code Academy, Coursera, and EDX. Basic English student, thank you, mom. I'll check them out. English teacher, you're welcome. Let me know if you have any more questions. Basic English student, okay, I will. Thank you for your help. English teacher, no problem. Good luck with your studies. English teacher, good morning. How can I help you today? Basic English student, good morning, mom. I want to learn about electric engineering, but I'm not sure where to start. English teacher, sure, I can help you with that. Firstly, do you know what electric engineering is? Basic English student, no, I don't. English teacher, electrical engineering is the study and application of electricity, electronics, and electromagnetism. It involves designing, developing, and testing electrical systems and devices. Basic English student, that sounds interesting. What kind of things can we do with electrical engineering? English teacher, the field of electrical engineering is very broad and offers many opportunities. For example, 
electrical engineers design and develop new technologies such as smartphones, computers, and electric cars. They also work on power grids and renewable energy systems like solar panels and wind turbines. Basic English student, that's really cool. Can you tell me more about how electric engineering works? English teacher, sure. Electrical engineers use the principles of physics and mathematics to design and analyze electrical systems. They use various tools and techniques like circuit analysis, computer simulation, and testing to develop and refine their designs. Basic English student, wow, that sounds complicated. English teacher, it can be, but it's also very rewarding. You don't need to be a genius to learn about electrical engineering, but it does require a good understanding of mathematics and physics. Basic English student, I'm not very good at math or physics. Does that mean I can't learn about electrical engineering? English teacher, not necessarily. With hard work and dedication, anyone can learn about electrical engineering. There are many resources available online, and you can start with the basics and gradually work your way up. Basic English student, that's good to know. Can you recommend any resources for me to learn more about electrical engineering? English teacher, sure, there are many resources available online. Including textbooks, video lectures, and online courses. Some popular websites that offer electrical engineering courses include Coursera, EDX, and Khan Academy. Basic English student, thank you for your help, Mom. I'll check them out. English teacher, you're welcome. Let me know if you have any more questions. Basic English student, okay, I will. Thank you again. English teacher, no problem. Good luck with your studies, English teacher. Good morning. How can I help you today? Basic English student. Good morning, ma'am. I am interested in learning about mechanical engineering, but I don't know where to start. English teacher. Sure, I can help you with that. Do you know what mechanical engineering is? Basic English student. No, I don't. English teacher. Mechanical engineering is the branch of engineering that deals with the design. Manufacturing and maintenance of mechanical systems. These systems can include anything from machines and tools to engines and vehicles. Basic English student, that sounds fascinating. Can you tell me more about what mechanical engineers do? English teacher, mechanical engineers design and develop new products and technologies that help improve our daily lives. For example, they work on designing and manufacturing cars, airplanes, and even medical devices. Basic English student. Wow, that's impressive. What skills do I need to learn mechanical engineering? English teacher, you will need a good understanding of math, physics, and engineering principles. Additionally, you will need critical thinking and problem-solving skills. Basic English student, I'm not very good at math or physics. Does that mean I can't learn about mechanical engineering? English teacher, not necessarily. With hard work and dedication. Anyone can learn about mechanical engineering. It may take more time and effort to understand the concepts, but it's possible. Basic English student, that's encouraging. Can you recommend any resources for me to learn more about mechanical engineering? English teacher, yes, there are many resources available online, including textbooks, video lectures, and online courses. Some popular websites that offer mechanical engineering courses include EDX, Coursera. And Khan Academy. Basic English student, thank you, Mom. I'll check them out. 
English teacher, you're welcome. Let me know if you have any more questions. Basic English student, okay, I will. Thank you again. English teacher, no problem. Good luck with your studies. English teacher, good morning. How can I help you today? Basic English student, good morning, ma'am. I want to learn about political science, but I don't know where to start. English teacher, sure, I can help you with that. Firstly, do you know what political science is? Basic English student, no, I don't. English teacher, political science is the study of government, politics, and public policies. It involves examining the structures and processes of government and how they impact society. Basic English student, that sounds interesting. What kind of things can we do with political science? English teacher, the field of political science offers many opportunities. For example, you can work in government and public policy, international relations, and political campaigning. Basic English student, that's really cool. Can you tell me more about how political science works? English teacher, sure. Political scientists use various methods and techniques like research, surveys, and data analysis to study political systems and phenomena. They examine topics like elections, voting behavior, public opinion, and international relations. Basic English student, wow, that sounds complicated. English teacher, it can be, but it's also very rewarding. You don't need to be a genius to learn about political science, but it does require critical thinking skills and an interest in politics. Basic English student, I'm not very good at critical thinking. Does that mean I can't learn about political science? English teacher, not necessarily. Critical thinking is a skill that can be developed over time. With hard work and dedication, anyone can learn about political science. Basic English student, that's good to know. Can you recommend any resources for me to learn more about political science? English teacher, yes, there are many resources available online, including textbooks, video lectures, and online courses. Some popular websites that offer political science courses include Coursera, EDX, and Khan Academy. Basic English student, thank you for your help, ma'am. I'll check them out. English teacher, you're welcome. Let me know if you have any more questions. Basic English student, okay, I will. Thank you again. English teacher, no problem. Good luck with your studies. English teacher, hello, how are you doing today? Basic English student, I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? English teacher, I'm doing great, thank you. So, today we're going to talk about the ocean. Have you ever been to the ocean before? Basic English student, yes, I have. I went on a vacation to the beach with my family last summer. English teacher, that's wonderful. Did you enjoy it? Basic English student, yes, I loved it. The ocean was so beautiful and relaxing. English teacher, that's great to hear. Do you know what love is? Basic English student, yes, I think so. Love is when you care about someone or something deeply. English teacher, that's correct. So, what do you think about the phrase love ocean? Basic English student, hmm, I'm not sure. I've never heard of that phrase before. English teacher, well, the ocean is often used as a symbol of love because it's vast, powerful, and infinite. Just like love, the ocean can be calming, exhilarating, and unpredictable. Basic English student, oh, I see. 
So, love ocean means the feeling of love that's as vast and powerful as the ocean? English teacher, yes, exactly. It's a metaphor that compares the feeling of love to the ocean. Have you ever felt a love ocean before? Basic English student, I'm not sure. How do you feel a love ocean? English teacher, well, it's a feeling of intense love and connection with someone or something. It's like when you're with someone you love, and you feel like you're surrounded by an ocean of love. Basic English student, oh, I think I know what you mean. Like when I'm with my family, and we're all together, and we're having a good time, I feel like I'm surrounded by a love ocean. English teacher, that's a beautiful way to describe it. Have you ever thought about writing a poem or a story about your experience with a love ocean? Basic English student, no, I haven't, but that sounds like a good idea. I think I'll try to write something about it. English teacher, that's great to hear. Writing is a wonderful way to express your thoughts and feelings. I can't wait to read what you come up with. Basic English student, thank you, I'll do my best. English teacher, I'm sure it will be wonderful. Remember, the ocean is a powerful symbol of love, so whenever you're feeling that intense feeling of love, think of the love ocean. English teacher, hello, how are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. English teacher, that's great to hear. Today, we're going to talk about the ocean. Do you like the ocean? Basic English student, yes, I like the ocean. It's very beautiful. English teacher, yes, the ocean is one of the most beautiful things on this planet. Do you know what we call a love for the ocean? Basic English student, no, I don't know. English teacher, it's called thalassophilia. It's a Greek word that means love of the sea. Have you ever experienced thalassophilia? Basic English student, I'm not sure. Can you explain it more? English teacher, thalassophilia is a deep and profound love for the ocean. It's a feeling that can be hard to describe, but it's like being in love with the sea itself. You feel a sense of calm and peace when you're near the ocean, and it can even be therapeutic. Basic English student, oh, I think I understand. I do feel calm when I'm near the ocean. English teacher, that's great. The ocean has a lot of power, and it can affect us in many different ways. It's fascinating how it can make us feel so small and yet so connected to something much bigger than ourselves. Basic English student, yes, that's true. The ocean is very powerful. English teacher, have you ever seen the ocean during a storm? Basic English student, no, I haven't. Is it scary? English teacher, it can be quite intimidating, but it's also awe-inspiring. The waves can be massive, and the sound of the water crashing against the shore is like nothing else. It's a reminder of just how powerful and unpredictable nature can be. Basic English student, wow, I'd like to see that someday. English teacher, yes, it's definitely an experience to remember. Have you ever heard of the phrase love of the ocean or ocean lover? Basic English student, yes, I have. English teacher, that phrase is used to describe someone who has a passion for the ocean. They may love to swim, surf, or sail, and they may spend a lot of time exploring the ocean and its creatures. It's a great way to describe someone who has a deep appreciation for the sea. Basic English student, that sounds like a cool way to describe someone. I think I could be an ocean lover. English teacher, it's possible. The ocean is a vast and mysterious place, and there's always something new to discover. Maybe you'll become an ocean lover someday. 
Do you have any questions about the ocean or thalassophilia? Basic English student, no, I think I understand. Thank you for teaching me about it. English teacher, you're welcome. It was my pleasure to teach you. Remember, the ocean is a beautiful and powerful thing, and it's worth taking the time to appreciate it. English teacher, hi there. How are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing well, thanks. How about you? English teacher, I'm doing great, thank you. Today we're going to talk about sandy beaches. Have you ever been to a sandy beach before? Basic English student, yes, I have. I went to one last summer with my family. English teacher, that's great. Sandy beaches are one of the most popular types of beaches around the world. What did you enjoy the most about it? Basic English student, I really liked the sand. It was soft and warm, and it felt nice between my toes. English teacher, yes, sandy beaches are known for their soft, fine sand. Did you know that the color of the sand can vary depending on where you are in the world? Basic English student, really? I didn't know that. English teacher, yes, it's true. The sand can be white, black, pink, or even green. It all depends on the minerals and rocks in the area. Have you ever seen different colors of sand? Basic English student, no, I haven't. I just thought sand was always beige. English teacher, that's a common misconception. Now, let's talk about some of the things you can do on a sandy beach. What are some activities you can do there? Basic English student, well, I like to build sand castles, swim in the water, and play beach volleyball. English teacher, those are all great activities. Sandy beaches are perfect for building sand castles and playing games on the sand. They're also great for swimming and snorkeling in the water. Have you ever tried surfing or boogie boarding on a sandy beach? Basic English student, no, I haven't. I'm not a good swimmer, but it sounds like fun. English teacher, yes, it's a lot of fun. Surfing and boogie boarding are popular water sports that you can do on a sandy beach. The waves are perfect for these activities. Now, Let's talk about the wildlife you can find on a sandy beach. Have you seen any animals or creatures on the beach before? Basic English student, yes, I've seen seagulls and crabs before. English teacher, yes, seagulls and crabs are common creatures you can find on a sandy beach. You can also find sand dollars, jellyfish, and even dolphins. It's important to be careful around the wildlife, though. Some animals can be dangerous. Basic English student, that's good to know. I'll be careful if I see any animals on the beach. English teacher, great. Always remember to respect the wildlife and the environment when you're on the beach. We need to protect our beaches so that future generations can enjoy them, too. Do you have any other questions about sandy beaches? Basic English student, no, I think I understand. Thank you for teaching me about them. English teacher, you're welcome. It was my pleasure to teach you. Have fun at the beach next time you go. English teacher, hi there. How are you doing today? Basic English student, hello. I'm doing well, thank you. English teacher, that's great to hear. Today, we're going to talk about sandy beaches. Have you ever been to a sandy beach? Basic English student, yes, I have been to a sandy beach before. It was very beautiful. English teacher, that's wonderful. Sandy beaches are a popular destination for many people. What did you like about the sandy beach that you went to? Basic English student, 
I liked how soft the sand was and how warm the sun felt on my skin. English teacher, yes, the sand is one of the defining features of a beach. It's made up of tiny grains of rock and shells that have been worn down by the ocean waves. Do you know what kind of beaches have the softest sand? Basic English student, no, I don't know. English teacher, beaches with white sand tend to have the softest sand. This is because the sand is made up of fine quartz crystals that have been broken down over time. Have you ever seen a beach with white sand? Basic English student, no, I haven't. I would love to see one though. English teacher, they are very beautiful. In addition to the soft sand, sandy beaches are also great for swimming and playing in the water. Have you ever gone swimming in the ocean? Basic English student, yes, I have. The water was very refreshing. English teacher, that's great. Swimming in the ocean is a fun and refreshing way to cool off on a hot day. However, it's important to be careful and aware of the potential dangers, such as rip currents and jellyfish. Do you know what a rip current is? Basic English student, no, I don't. English teacher, a rip current is a strong and fast-moving current that can pull swimmers away from the shore. It's important to be aware of the signs of a rip current, such as a narrow channel of water moving away from the shore, and to swim parallel to the shore to escape the current. Basic English student, oh, I see. I will remember that if I ever encounter a rip current. English teacher, yes, it's important to be prepared and informed when swimming in the ocean. Another thing to keep in mind is to avoid littering on the beach. Sandy beaches are delicate ecosystems that are home to a variety of plants and animals. Littering can harm these ecosystems and endanger the wildlife that lives there. Basic English student, that's a good point. I will make sure to dispose of my trash properly when I go to the beach. English teacher, great. It's important to be responsible and respectful of the environment when enjoying sandy beaches. Do you have any other questions about sandy beaches? Basic English student, no, I think I understand. Thank you for teaching me about them. English teacher, you're welcome. It was my pleasure to teach you. Enjoy your next trip to the beach. English teacher, hi there. Today we're going to talk about the topic of love. Have you ever been in love? Basic English student, yes, I have been in love before. English teacher, that's great. Love is a powerful emotion that many people experience at some point in their lives. Can you tell me a little bit about what love means to you? Basic English student, well, love to me is when you care about someone deeply and want to make them happy. It's a feeling of warmth and happiness when you're with that person. English teacher, that's a wonderful description of love. There are many different types of love, such as romantic love, familial love, and love for friends. What type of love have you experienced? Basic English student, I have experienced romantic love before. English teacher, that's very exciting. Romantic love is a special type of love that involves strong feelings of attraction, intimacy, and passion. Can you tell me more about your experience with romantic love? Basic English student, sure. When I was in love, I felt very happy and excited to be around the person I loved. I always wanted to be near them and do things to make them happy. English teacher, that's a beautiful feeling. Being in love can make us feel alive and joyful. However, it's important to remember that love is not always easy. There can be challenges and difficulties that arise in relationships. Have you ever experienced any challenges in your relationships? Basic English student, yes, I have. 
Sometimes we would argue or have disagreements about things. English teacher, that's normal in relationships. Communication is key to resolving conflicts and working through challenges. It's important to be able to talk openly and honestly with your partner about your thoughts and feelings. Have you ever had difficulty expressing your feelings to your partner? Basic English student, yes, sometimes I find it hard to say what I'm feeling. English teacher, that's understandable. Expressing our feelings can be difficult, especially when we're afraid of being vulnerable or getting hurt. It's important to remember that being open and honest with our partners is essential to building strong and healthy relationships. Are there any other questions you have about love? Basic English student, no, I think I understand. Thank you for teaching me about it. English teacher, you're welcome. Love is a complex and fascinating topic, and it's great to see that you're interested in learning more about it. If you have any further questions, feel free to ask. English teacher, hi there. Today we're going to talk about the topic of romantic life. Do you know what romantic life means? Basic English student, I think it means having a love life with a romantic partner. English teacher, that's right. Having a romantic partner can bring a lot of joy and happiness to our lives. Can you tell me a little bit about what you imagine your ideal romantic life to be like? Basic English student, well, I imagine being with someone who loves me and cares about me deeply. We would have fun together, go on adventures, and support each other through the ups and downs of life. English teacher, that sounds wonderful. Building a healthy and happy romantic life involves a lot of effort and commitment. Communication is key, as is being able to compromise and work together as a team. Have you ever been in a romantic relationship before? Basic English student, no, I haven't. English teacher, that's okay. Everyone has their own timeline when it comes to romantic relationships. It's important to take your time and find someone who is a good match for you. Do you have any questions about finding a romantic partner? Basic English student, well, how do you know if someone is a good match for you? English teacher, that's a great question. It's important to look for someone who shares your values, interests, and goals. You want to find someone who you can be yourself around and who makes you feel comfortable and happy. It's also important to look for someone who is kind, respectful, and supportive. Basic English student, that makes sense. What about when you're in a relationship? How do you keep the romance alive? English teacher, that's another great question. Keeping the romance alive involves putting effort into the relationship and making time for each other. You can do things like going on date nights, surprising each other with small gestures of affection, and communicating openly and honestly about your feelings. It's important to make sure that both partners feel appreciated and valued in the relationship. Basic English student, that sounds like a lot of work, but also very rewarding. English teacher, it is a lot of work, but it's definitely worth it. A healthy and happy romantic life can bring a lot of joy and fulfillment to our lives. Do you have any other questions about romantic life? Basic English student, no, I think I understand. Thank you for teaching me about it. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, everyone's romantic journey is different, so don't compare yourself to others. Focus on finding what makes you happy and fulfilled in your own life. English teacher, good morning. How are you doing today? Basic English student, hi. I'm doing okay, thanks. English teacher, that's good to hear. So, today we're going to talk about the word hate. Do you know what it means? 
Basic English student, I think it means to really not like something or someone. English teacher, that's correct. Hate is a very strong word, and it means to have a strong feeling of dislike or hostility towards someone or something. Can you give me an example of something that you hate? Basic English student, I hate spiders. They're so creepy. English teacher, I understand. Many people feel the same way. Can you tell me why you hate spiders? Basic English student, they just scare me. I don't like the way they look or move. English teacher, I see. It's important to remember that hate is a very strong emotion, and it's not something to take lightly. We should try to understand our feelings and where they come from. Sometimes, we might hate something or someone because of our own experiences or biases. Do you think that's possible? Basic English student, I'm not sure. English teacher, let me give you an example. Some people might hate a certain group of people because of their race, religion, or nationality. This is called prejudice, and it's a very harmful thing. Have you ever heard of prejudice before? Basic English student, yeah, I think so. It's when you don't like someone because of who they are, right? English teacher, exactly. Prejudice is a form of hate, and it can lead to discrimination and even violence. That's why it's important to be aware of our own biases and try to overcome them. Basic English student, how can we do that? English teacher, well, we can start by being open-minded and trying to understand other people's perspectives. We can also educate ourselves about different cultures and ways of life. It's important to remember that everyone deserves respect and kindness, regardless of their background or beliefs. Basic English student, that makes sense. I'll try to keep that in mind. English teacher, great. Remember, hate is a very strong emotion, and it can have serious consequences. Let's try to replace hate with love and understanding whenever we can. English teacher, good morning. How are you doing today? Basic English student, hi. I'm doing good, thank you. English teacher, today we are going to talk about the topic of hatred. Do you know what hatred means? Basic English student, yes, I think it means to feel very strong dislike or hostility towards someone or something. English teacher, that's correct. Hatred is a very strong and negative emotion that can cause harm and hurt to others. Can you think of any examples of things that people might hate? Basic English student, yes, some people might hate certain foods, or they might hate certain types of music or movies. English teacher, yes, those are examples of things that people might dislike or have a preference against, but true hatred goes beyond that. It is when someone holds an intense feeling of hostility and animosity towards another person or group of people, often based on their race, religion, ethnicity, gender, or other characteristic. Basic English student, oh, I see what you mean. Yes, I've heard about hate crimes, where people hurt others because they hate them. English teacher, yes, that's right. Hate crimes are very serious and can have devastating consequences. That's why it's important to understand and prevent hatred. Do you know what causes people to hate others? Basic English student, I'm not sure. English teacher, well, there are many reasons why people might hate others. Sometimes it's due to ignorance or fear of the unknown, or it could be due to past experiences or learned biases. However, it's important to remember that hating someone else doesn't solve anything, it only creates more problems. Basic English student, that's true. But how can we prevent hatred? 
English teacher, we can prevent hatred by being open-minded and trying to understand others' perspectives. It's important to respect differences and embrace diversity. We should also challenge our own biases and prejudices and learn to appreciate the unique qualities and strengths of each person. Basic English student, that makes sense. But what if someone hates us? English teacher, if someone hates you, it's important not to respond with hatred or violence. Instead, try to understand where their feelings are coming from and try to have a calm and respectful conversation with them. You might not be able to change their mind, but you can show them that you are not the person they think you are. Basic English student, okay, I understand. It's important to respond with kindness and understanding, even if someone hates us. English teacher, that's right. Remember, love and compassion are much stronger than hatred. If we can all learn to embrace those values, we can create a better world for everyone. English teacher, good afternoon. How are you doing today? Basic English student, hi. I'm doing okay, thanks for asking. English teacher, today, we are going to talk about the concept of evil. Do you know what evil means? Basic English student, yes, I think it means something that is really bad, or something that is morally wrong. English teacher, that's correct. Evil refers to a deliberate act of wrongdoing that causes harm or suffering to others. It can take many forms, from a small act of selfishness to a major act of violence. Can you think of any examples of evil acts? Basic English student, yes, I've heard about people committing crimes like murder or robbery. Those seem like really evil acts. English teacher, yes, those are certainly examples of evil acts. Evil can also manifest in more subtle ways, such as lying or cheating, or treating others with disrespect or cruelty. It's important to recognize that evil is not just something that exists in others, but it can also be something that exists within ourselves. Basic English student, that's a good point. But why do people do evil things? English teacher, there are many reasons why people might choose to do evil things. Some people may have a distorted sense of morality, while others may be motivated by greed, power, or a desire for revenge. Others may be influenced by negative experiences or difficult circumstances in their lives. However, it's important to remember that even if we understand the reasons behind someone's actions, it doesn't excuse or justify them. Basic English student, I see what you mean. But how can we prevent evil from happening? English teacher, we can prevent evil by being vigilant and speaking out against it. If we see someone doing something wrong, we can try to stop them or report them to the authorities. We can also try to be good role models ourselves, by treating others with kindness and respect, and making choices that promote the common good. Basic English student, that makes sense. But what if evil happens to us? English teacher, if we are the victims of evil, it's important to remember that we are not alone. There are many people and resources available to help us. We should reach out to family, friends, or professionals for support, and seek justice through legal channels if necessary. It's also important to try to find a way to heal and move forward, without letting the experience of evil define us. Basic English student, that's a good point. It's important to stay strong and not let evil defeat us. English teacher, yes, that's right. Remember, even in the face of evil, there is always hope. If we can work together to promote goodness and kindness in the world, we can create a better future for ourselves and for others. English teacher, good morning. How are you doing today? Basic English student, hi.
I'm doing great, thank you. English teacher, today, we are going to talk about the concept of good. Do you know what good means? Basic English student, yes, I think it means something that is morally right, or something that is positive or helpful. English teacher, that's correct. Good refers to actions or qualities that are positive, moral, and beneficial to others. Can you think of any examples of good acts? Basic English student, yes, I've heard about people doing things like volunteering to help others, or donating money to charity. Those seem like really good acts. English teacher, yes, those are certainly examples of good acts. Good can also manifest in more subtle ways, such as being kind to others, showing empathy and compassion, or speaking up for what is right. It's important to recognize that we all have the ability to do good, no matter how big or small the act may be. Basic English student, that's a good point. But why is it important to do good? English teacher, doing good is important because it helps to make the world a better place. When we do good things, we help to create a more positive and supportive community. We also help to build trust and understanding among people. Doing good can also make us feel good about ourselves and help to improve our own well-being. Basic English student, I see what you mean. But how can we do more good? English teacher, we can do more good by being proactive and looking for opportunities to help others. We can volunteer our time and resources to organizations that are doing good work. We can also try to be kind and helpful to those around us, whether it's a friend, a family member, or a stranger. We should strive to make choices that promote the common good, even if it means making personal sacrifices. Basic English student, that makes sense. But what if we make mistakes and do something that isn't good? English teacher, it's important to remember that nobody is perfect, and we all make mistakes from time to time. When we do make mistakes, it's important to take responsibility for our actions and try to make amends if necessary. We can learn from our mistakes and use them as an opportunity to grow and improve ourselves. Basic English student, that's a good point. It's important to keep trying to do good, even if we make mistakes along the way. English teacher, yes, that's right. Remember, doing good is a journey, not a destination. If we can continue to make an effort to do good every day, we can help to create a brighter future for ourselves and for others. English teacher, good morning, how are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. English teacher, great to hear. Today, we're going to talk about the topic of getting married. Do you know what getting married means? Basic English student, yes, I think so. Getting married means two people who love each other decide to spend their lives together and start a family, right? English teacher, yes, that's correct. Getting married is a big step in someone's life. Do you have any plans of getting married in the future? Basic English student, yes, I do. I want to get married one day. English teacher, that's wonderful. What kind of person would you like to marry? Basic English student, I would like to marry someone who is kind. Caring and loves me for who I am. English teacher, those are great qualities to look for in a partner. Do you know what a proposal is? Basic English student, I think so. Is it when someone asks their partner to marry them? English teacher, exactly. When someone proposes, they ask their partner to marry them. This usually involves a ring, a romantic setting, and a heartfelt speech. Have you ever been proposed to or proposed to someone? Basic English student, no, I haven't. I'm still too young to think about that. 
English teacher, that's understandable. It's important to focus on your education and career goals before thinking about marriage. But when the time comes, it's important to be ready for the commitment and responsibility that comes with it. Do you have any questions about marriage? Basic English student, yes, I do. How long do most couples date before getting married? English teacher, that's a great question. The length of time couples date before getting married can vary. Some couples date for a few months, while others date for several years. It really depends on the couple and when they feel ready to take that step. It's important to make sure you really know and love your partner before deciding to get married. Basic English student, that makes sense. Thank you for answering my question. English teacher, you're welcome. Is there anything else you would like to know about getting married? Basic English student, no, that's all. Thank you for teaching me about getting married. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, getting married is a big step in someone's life, so it's important to take your time and make sure you're ready for it. Have a great day. English teacher, good morning, how are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. English teacher, that's great to hear. Today, we're going to talk about the topic of divorce. Do you know what divorce means? Basic English student, yes, I think so. Divorce is when two people who are married decide to end their marriage and live separately. English teacher, yes, that's correct. Divorce can be a difficult and emotional experience for everyone involved. Do you know anyone who has been divorced? Basic English student, yes, my aunt and uncle got divorced a few years ago. English teacher, I see. It's important to remember that divorce is a serious decision that should not be taken lightly. Do you have any questions about divorce? Basic English student, yes, I do. Why do people get divorced? English teacher, people get divorced for many different reasons. Sometimes, they grow apart and no longer feel the same way about each other. Other times, there may be conflicts or problems in the relationship that cannot be resolved. In some cases, infidelity or abuse may be involved. Basic English student, I see. What happens after a divorce? English teacher, after a divorce, the couple's assets are usually divided between them. This can include property, money, and other belongings. If there are children involved, custody and support arrangements will need to be made. It's important to remember that even though the couple is no longer together, they still have responsibilities towards their children. Basic English student, that sounds complicated. Is there anything that can be done to prevent divorce? English teacher, there are things that can be done to strengthen a marriage and reduce the chances of divorce. This includes communication, honesty, and spending time together. It's also important to be willing to compromise and work through problems together. However, sometimes divorce is the best option for a couple if they are not able to work through their issues. Basic English student, I understand. Thank you for explaining divorce to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, divorce can be a difficult and emotional experience, but it's important to focus on the well-being of everyone involved. Do you have any other questions? Basic English student, no, that's all. Thank you for teaching me about divorce. English teacher, you're welcome. If you have any other questions in the future, don't hesitate to ask. Have a great day. English teacher, good morning, how are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. English teacher, that's great to hear. 
Today, we're going to talk about the topic of engagement. Do you know what engagement means? Basic English student, yes, I think so. Engagement is when a couple decides to get married and make their commitment official. English teacher, yes, that's correct. When a couple gets engaged, they are essentially making a promise to each other to get married in the future. Do you know what an engagement ring is? Basic English student, yes, I've heard of it before. An engagement ring is a special ring that someone gives to their partner when they propose. English teacher, that's right. The engagement ring is usually a symbol of the couple's love and commitment to each other. Have you ever been engaged or know someone who has been engaged? Basic English student, no, I haven't. But I hope to be engaged one day. English teacher, that's a wonderful goal to have. Do you know how long the typical engagement lasts? Basic English student, I'm not sure. How long is it? English teacher, the length of an engagement can vary. But it's usually between six months to a year. This gives the couple time to plan their wedding and make sure they're ready for the commitment of marriage. Basic English student, that makes sense. What happens after an engagement? English teacher, after an engagement, the couple will typically plan their wedding. This can include choosing a venue, picking out wedding attire, and deciding on a theme. They may also need to make arrangements for the ceremony, reception, and honeymoon. Once they get married. They are officially husband and wife. Basic English student, wow, that sounds like a lot of work. Is there anything else I should know about engagement? English teacher, yes, it's important to remember that engagement is a serious commitment. It's important to make sure you really love and know your partner before getting engaged. It's also important to communicate openly and honestly with each other throughout your engagement and your marriage. Basic English student, thank you for teaching me about engagement. I feel like I have a better understanding of what it means now. English teacher, you're welcome. If you have any other questions in the future, don't hesitate to ask. Have a great day. English teacher, good morning. How are you doing today? Basic English student, hi. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. English teacher, that's great to hear. Today, we're going to talk about the topic of immigration. Do you know what immigration means? Basic English student, yes, I think so. Immigration is when someone moves to a new country to live there permanently. English teacher, yes, that's correct. People immigrate to different countries for many reasons, such as to find better job opportunities, reunite with family members, or to escape political or social turmoil. Do you know anyone who has immigrated to a new country? Basic English student, yes, I do. My grandparents immigrated to the United States from Mexico many years ago. English teacher, I see. Immigration can be a complicated process that involves many legal requirements and regulations. Do you know what some of these requirements might be? Basic English student, no, I'm not sure. Can you explain them to me? English teacher, sure. To immigrate to a new country, a person may need to obtain a visa. Which is a document that allows them to enter and stay in the country for a specified period of time. They may also need to go through a background check and provide documentation such as a passport, birth certificate, and proof of financial support. Basic English student, that sounds like a lot of work. Is there anything else someone should know before immigrating? English teacher, yes, it's important to remember that immigrating to a new country can be challenging. People may face language barriers. Cultural differences and difficulties adjusting to a new way of life. 
It's important to be prepared for these challenges and to seek support from friends, family, or community organizations. Basic English student, I understand. What are some benefits of immigrating to a new country? English teacher, there are many potential benefits of immigrating to a new country. People may be able to find better job opportunities, access higher education, and experience a new culture. They may also be able to reunite with family members who live in the new country. Basic English student, thank you for teaching me about immigration. I feel like I have a better understanding of what it means now. English teacher, you're welcome. If you have any other questions in the future, don't hesitate to ask. Have a great day.